It's gonna be me. Can you guys hear us? All right, guys, we restarted the whole thing. To can see, you guys hear us? See if you guys can hear us now. Just give us a thumbs up if you can hear us. Don't worry. Whatever you guys missed when we were talking, uh, we're going to do some magic behind the scenes and connect it because we were doing a backup recording because we learned our lesson. Awesome. Okay, we're back. Here. We're back. Here we go. Oh, Jesus. This is too much work. Oh, man. You guys missed so much fun stuff, but don't worry. We're going <laughs> to. We said a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it was more like. Uh, just you missed it, James. I gave you a full introduction of how we met and everything. Uh, but don't worry about it. Uh, we're going to, when you guys hear the playback, when we have this all spliced together and put together, we're going to um, put it together and put it on Spotify for you guys to be able to enjoy and listen. I don't even know, Frankie. Are you sure? Should we uh, do the whole thing over again? Um, you want to start from the beginning? I mean, should we do the drop? Should we do something? I don't even know what we should do now. You know something? I'm going to throw the drop again. All right, let's throw the drop, just in case. Just a just drop. Just a drop? Just a drop. Oh, Go just ahead. Cut the on. whole music and everything. No, nah, give me the music, too. Give me the music. Let's oh, restart. The whole I, thing. I, I, want, I want a complete refresh. Oh, I, Jesus Christ. I want a complete makeover, bro. We're doing it again. Yeah, man. Come on. Come on. Let's get the energy right. I got to hit too many buttons. I know. You done knocked me out of bounds and everything. I, I got to get my, my juju back. <laughs> I, had, I had all this. We had all this good conversation. James, I gave you a huge shout out, bro. All right, let's try it again. Try All right, man, we're going to run it back. Run it back. In the cloud radio proudly presents, presents Life Lessons with Idiots. And the part goes on. Life Lessons, Life Lessons. No, this- it's just your boys, Frankie and Rashawn. Come for the music and comedy, but stay for the lessons. Yeah, come on. They're not the smartest in the room. Don't tell me you. <laughs> Do not tell me you don't this, eat meat somehow. This is all veggies, Frankie. There's not a veggie that can make you that heavy. There's no way a veggie can make you that heavy. But they're definitely not the dumbest. Now let's get into it. Life Lessons with Idiots. Air. Air. I bet. We're back. We're back. Awesome. So, hey, yo, shout out to the chat. So this is why it's good to have a live chat because the live chat was smart enough to say, hey, guys, we can't hear you guys. And me and Frankie were just rambling like we were going like we was the, the, the sauce was getting made in here. Like we was getting the, the tomato sauce. Like if this was an Italian restaurant, we was in here cooking. The boys, we had our aprons on. We was going to work here. And the chat was like, yo, nothing is coming through. So appreciate you guys. This is why our community is the bomb. Y'all, y'all the realists. Thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome, man. All right, bro. Like, let, where did we leave off? <laughs> well, I got a surprise for you. Oh, yeah. We, so, by the way, if you guys are li- uh, make sure you guys are watching us either via the, the Facebook stream. Should I, should I be doing that? Um, Facebook stream, Mixcloud stream. Check us out. Yeah, well, they're they're definitely on the Mixcloud stream, that's for sure. So, all right, go to your Facebook. So, we got here, Frankie. I see Frankie. I came in buttons. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, wait. So let me let me let me give the audience some context. I walk into the studio, and Frankie got all his extra equipment laying around. He got this big behind light around me. He got all his stuff. My chair is completely moved. He's sweating. I'm sweating. The mad scientist was added again in here. I have no idea what he what he's doing. And I, I, I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah, well, I'm the, nervous, bro. If, if if you're watching right now, oh my god, there you go. <laughs> he did it. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot with this guy. <laughs> We're live. We're live, and you guys can probably see the audio. I, I said see the audio. Look how confused I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. You can, you can now visually see me speaking. Frankie has a live stream now going. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! I can't believe this Dude. is happening. I don't. Okay, I don't want to keep looking at myself. Don't make me look. Look over this here. way. Focus. I, I gotta over focus. Here. This way. Yo, bring me back. Bring me back. That guy was... in little coat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, why are we doing this? Now I gotta be aware of all my facial reactions. Like, oh hey, my that, God, that twitch. Oh my <laughs> God, dude! I'm gonna start sweating. I'm gonna start sweating, and everyone's gonna see it. All right, man. Dude. Dude, I'm thrown off my game right now. <laughs> no, first off, hit the applause for yourself, Frankie. Hit the applause. Frankie has did it. He did it. Thank you, my people. Thank you. Frankie, you we are the freaking man. We look like PTI ESPN, yo. This is crazy. Yo, the ticker got it going this morning. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you did this. Yo, this is crazy. All right, man. Let me get my bearings, bro. I'm mad thrown off right now. Good. I, I like how you walked in. You were like, hey, what's going on? How's everything? Gonna I, know, be I, was mad, show today. I, I came in here mad chill. I was like, hey, what's up, bro? Like, let's go ahead. Let's get it cracking. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yo, what's up with all the gear, bro? What's up with all this gear? <laughs> and, and, I, and I said to you, yo, we going live today. Yeah. I didn't know live live like this. No, it was live live. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> awesome. We're here. Oh, man, dude. All right, man. Look, look, look. This, if this is how we do, let's show these people how we do. So now you guys can see firsthand. The mess that we cause. Yes. And you can see Frankie's reaction. And now you guys can laugh alongside with me because this guy makes some faces <laughs> when I throw things at him. So, you know what? Let's get it cracking. Uh, let me see. Let's Dude, start. why am I sweating? I know. Frankie's sweating already. <laughs> the light ain't even on you. It's on me. <laughs> yeah, well, I had no choice. Because <laughs> oh, I'm black? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Focus. Focus. Let's get back on the rails. Not because you're black. All right. Let's get back on the rails. <laughs> Jedi. 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 Hello, Jedi. Hi, Jedi. Yo, Frank's sister. <laughs> Yo, I can't. I can't. All right, come Dude. on. I'm, you know, and I'm trying to like stay within like an angle because I, I don't want to keep looking to the side because that's where the cameras are. Thank so God. I got to set up another camera here. Yo, thank God this buffer's here so like <laughs> they can't see my mouth too much because I look crazy when I'm talking. Oh, my God. All right, All right. right God, do your thing. All right, man. I'm mad self-conscious. All right, current events. Let's get focused. Let's get focused. All right, so let's say first topic I want to bring to your hand, to your to your attention is my man Chet Hanks. <laughs> so Chet Hanks, who, those who don't know, he is the son of Tom Hanks, and I think the wife's name is Rita Wilson. Could be off. I think, I think her so, yeah. I feel like her name is Rita. Uh, maybe Rita Wilson Hanks? I don't know. Anyway, Chet Hanks is the son of those two very popular celebrities. I mean, Tom Hanks, if you don't know who Tom Hanks is, you you are either very John young. <laughs> he's not Forrest. Oh, he is Forrest Gump. Gump. I was about to say he's not Forrest Gump. No, he is Forrest Gump. He's Castaway. He's the movie Big. He's he's everything. He was he played buddies. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. He played Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he played. I mean, he's now that I think about it, Tom Hanks has been around for like four decades. Bosom Buddies, man. Yeah, Bosom Buddies. That's what was the uh, was it Car Wash? Was he in that? Or is that not him? Mm. I don't even know. Anyway, he was in mad movies. He's had a long career. But now imagine you're the son of Tom Hanks. Literally, you grew up flying private planes. You grew up going to islands. You grew up having literally everything at your fingertips. Like there's not like you could rent out Disney. <laughs> like no, I, I hear literally you. rent out Disney. Like uh, no customers. That's what Mackay Pfeiffer did for his, yeah. for his daughter's oh, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> when Kevin Hart was talking about it, he was like the whole park, the whole park. <laughs> 
But now Tom Hanks, you know he's doing it and he's getting all the bells and whistles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But long story short, short, Tom Hanks, Chet Hanks comes out and he did an interview. And he says it is actually a a blessing and a curse to grow up um, famous. From his eyes is that, you know, because he's not being recognized for the kind of person he is. Right. So he says, you know, I, I grew up in this lifestyle where... I'm famous because I'm the son of someone famous. It's not that I'm famous because I did anything. So he's like, I didn't do anything to deserve this recognition. So now he has like this sort of inner turmoil of trying to like identify who he should be or who the kind of person he wants to be. Because it's like everybody has these different expectations of him. Everybody's coming up to him saying, hey, are you going to be an actor like your dad? Are you going to be like this? And they, they already have these impressions of you, even though they don't know anything about you. And it obviously can make it difficult to make friends and, so forth. So anyway, he was just going going on in this interview talking about the trials of his life. Poor guy. Poor guy. Like, bro, don't even get you got everything, and you're like, I can't be me. I yeah. can't be me. Like, really? Dude, people don't know me for me. So then he said, basically, he started rebelling and started acting out, and he started doing things outside of his character. Like, I know he's tried to be Jamaican for a solid two years. Yeah, that didn't work. He out. tried to be Jamaican. He was walking around. Literally speaking in a Rastafarian accent, whole nine yards. He thought he was Jamaican. Then he wanted to be a rapper. I think he came out with White Boy Summer. <laughs> that, that was the one. Yeah, he came out with White I, Boy Summer. Yeah, it's it's so sad that you actually know it. Listen, man, I'm just doing my due diligence. <laughs> I know you like your hip hop, but Listen. that wasn't hip hop. <laughs> Listen, I'm just doing my due diligence. I do it for my community here. But um, your brain, yeah. so so so. But let me dive deeper into this. So now, Chet Hanks, we spoke about this before. What we was like. You know, sometimes it's the struggles in our life that right. define us who we are. But if you grew up with no struggles, how are you supposed to know who you're supposed to be? Like, I mean, literally, you had everything handed to you. Like, your life was on a silver platter. You literally have no, there isn't anything that you couldn't have. And I'm sure Tom Hanks, he's out doing the 20 movies a year. He don't got time to be, what do you need, son? Let me make you into a man. Like, Tom Hanks is like, dude, I, I got a $100 million Hundred million movie I got to do here. Like I ain't got time to give you no fatherhood advice. Like, come yeah. on. So I'm gonna tell you. Go ahead, man. Break it down. They, they, they want to suffer. Yeah, come. they want to suffer. <laughs> I... Give me all your money, Frankie. That's no, what no, no, you know. They want the struggle. They want to feel it. You know something? Start giving back. Uh huh. Give back more. Be challenge yourself. Challenge yeah. yourself. Go into the inner cities. Go go give to charities. Go to like to Africa and help and help the poor. Yeah. Build a school. When everybody starts saying no to you, yeah, like the government, because they want their share of the cut, and then yeah. you have to figure out how you're going to pay these people off, you're going to see how the rest of the world lives. Mm. Okay? So go do that. You know, this is... I, but don't cry. No, don't, you're right. Don't, don't cry that you're rich and, you, oh my God, I have, I, I'm in the shadows of my dad. Your dad made you who you are. But just think about it. Like, <clears throat> so I try to put myself in Chet Hanks' position, but I decided to do it because I'm not like a diehard Tom Hanks fan. I'm a Jordan fan. So I try to imagine if I was Michael Jordan's son. Jordan's son. I'm Michael Jordan's son. And I'm like, dad, my dad is Jordan. My dad is believed to be the greatest NBA basketball player of all time. And you know what? I enjoy basketball. But not like he does. But I would never pick up a ball. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing you could ever Yo, do. I would never pick up a ball if my dad is Michael Jordan. I'm not even, I don't even, I'm like, listen, I don't play basketball. I don't play golf because he's good at that too. I don't even play baseball. No. <laughs> I'm a bowler. <laughs> I'm Rashawn Jordan, Jordan the bowler. 
was that other was that other like like the tennis game that yeah. they, they what is it uh uh badminton badminton yeah i'm i'm Rashawn the badminton jordan <laughs> i'm i'm Rashawn cricket jordan <laughs> you have no choice yo bro cuz yo the shadow's too big yeah that and that's hysterical. the thing like how, how are you supposed to be who you you know who you want to be when i wouldn't be able to follow those footsteps cuz the expectations is just too great cuz then everybody's going to be Wondering, like, are you going to be as good as your dad? Did the genetics pass to you? Did you get the gift? Did you get the killer edge gift? I don't want that in my I, life. Yeah, do I? That drive people crazy, man. So I was, I was watching um, ESPN. Yeah. They were talking about when LeBron said, they said that he's when he's going to plan on stop playing basketball. He said when his son makes the NBA. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was, that's like his life dream. His life dream. Bro, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm talking to his son. Uh-huh. You do not want to play with your dad. No. Oh, you know he gonna own him. You do not want to play with your dad. Your dad's gonna be like, "Yo, punk." I know. (laughs) His dad gonna play him extra hard. Oh my god, yeah. Dad's gonna be the hardest. But they're both gonna be professional actors because they can fake the foul like you would not believe. Ah, They can fake the foul. Oh man. Oh, see, don't get Frankie started on the the LeBron hate. I'm not a fan, dude. Not a fan. I know. Oh man, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan like I am of Jordan, but I, I, I respect LeBron. I respect what he's physically capable of doing. That's fine. Yeah, but I'm not like in awe like a lot of people. I know some people are like, oh, my God, he does things that so many. We're going to lose the ladies, so let's just yeah. get off sports. Anyway, <laughs> we don't care about the guys that are listening. Yeah. We're like, we're going to lose the ladies. Anyway, move on. Go ahead. Do your thing. All right. Let me ask you something, and I got a, I got a funky story for you. And I, I'm going to kind of like personalize this and put myself in this story. All right, you ready? Go ahead. Okay. Oh, by the way, people, when you see me turn, it's because the actual uh, yeah. Oh, Frankie's keeping an the eye. Chat, on the chat is so going on here, so we see everybody's away. here. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Love the video quality. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's doing good. I think. Uh, if we freeze again, I'm, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But all right, Frankie, right, do you yeah, think? focus? All right, here we go. Uh, all right, here's the story. What? 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 <laughs> so this happened to me when I was in high school. I was close friends with this kid, and um, me and his kid, we were like pretty tight. And um, I knew his whole family. I met his mom. I knew his dad. I knew his brother. Whole nine yards. Real, real tight with the family. He knew my family. Like he, he hung out with us. I took him to different events with my family. Whole nine, right? Uh, but he had this situation where him and his brother, they didn't get along at all. He had an older brother. Okay. This older brother would steal from him. This older brother would literally fight him. This older brother like treated him like dirt, like all the time. All the time, like, and to the point, and he will always come to me and tell me, like, yo, man, my Kimberly, I can't stand this dude. I can't stand him. I can't rely on him for anything, blah, 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 blah. So he would tell me all this stuff about his brother, and I would sympathize because I was like, man, that's like, you my boy. And he, was, and he, was, he would even say, bro, I look at you as more like my brother than him. And I'm like, and, I, and me, as an only child, <laughs> I was like, dang, man, I, I appreciate that because, you know, I always wanted to have a brother. Right. So, like, it was like, I'll be there for you. You know what I'm saying? And anytime he needed me, I was there for him. Here's where it gets funny, Frankie. <laughs> a situation, I don't even remember how it came about, but I knew I was in a bit of a bind. And I don't mean like I was like in some beef or anything, I was in a fight or anything, but I was in a bind and I needed him. And coincidentally, at the same exact time, his brother needed him too. Like his brother, I think his car broke down or something happened, his brother was in a bind. Okay. And so now here's my friend. Let's just name him Mark. Hey, Mark. So Mark is the friend. And Mark is now stuck 
between having to go help his brother who he can't stand or his boy that's been ride or die for him. Okay. Like through the end. Guess what he picked, Frankie? You can't choose your blood, but you can choose your family. Mm-hmm. You. He didn't. What? He picked his brother. What? He picked his brother. Mm. Yo. And when he picked his brother. You felt hurt. Bro. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a smart man. <laughs> but I know what love is. <laughs> but bro, yo, he did that. And it changed the complete dynamic. And I was in a real bind. Like I had no one to go to at the time. So I was like, and when he and like he was like, yo, I can't, my brother needs me. And he bounced. Fam, I felt some type of way. And and all this time, like, I would like defend him. I had his back. I was like, yo, if your brother ever do some junk like that, I got your back. Like, right. we'll both take him. Like, cause we're smaller than him. Like, we're we're younger. Right. And I'm like, like, yo, we'll both take him down. Like, I had his back. I was there for him. But he chose his brother. And then all of a sudden, he just started, like, I don't know if him and his brothers just start, like, because I guess he was there for his brother. They caught, they kind of, like, started rekindling their their siblingness relationship. Okay. Which, by the way, I had no problems with. I'm like, by all means, that's your family. If you could save that relationship, proceed. Oh, absolutely. But I felt some type of way. An important lesson was learned that day. No matter how tight you are with somebody, no matter how much you may think that you ride for them, they might always pick their family before you. So what do you do when you're in a situation, Frankie, where someone you care about, and let's just say it's your wife, and they got a beef with a sibling, <clears throat> whether it's a brother or a sister or whatever it might be, do you interject yourself into that situation to defend your wife's honor? Do you... <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> wife is different. I know, I know, I know. Wife is different. This is I'm, I'm scaling up. I'm scaling up. So I'm taking my little scenario there of okay. my hard lesson learned. Yeah, but you're not you're not giving me the opportunity to start <laughs> off with like with the friendships first. You're no, just, no, like, forget friendship. Damn. I was just I was just setting. That was just the context of how it came to this. So here, here's the the real question is: Do you interject yourself in your loved ones or friends' families' beefs? Do you do it? No. Why? None of my business. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the honest truth. I see it happen. I'll get up. I'm like, you good luck. You good luck. Do your thing. No matter how close you are, I don't, it doesn't make a difference. I do not get involved. No. I get up and I leave. What if it's a very serious situation? Like now, like this person is almost like threatening. Relationships. Got it. Okay. We, okay. We're, gonna, we're gonna talk about relationships. Go ahead. You got a husband and a wife. Got it. They're fighting. They're beating each other up. They're going at it. They're going at it. They're going to They're super toxic. Yo, they're, they're taking the L. Somebody's they, taking, someone's <laughs> taking the L. Somebody's taking the L. They're Britney Spears toxic. Okay. Go. You go. You help. You're you like, okay. Break up the fight. Break up the fight. Oh, you need the restraining order? I'll take you. Oh, you go that far? Okay. No. I'm giving you the scenario. Okay. I'll take okay. you to get this. All right. Week and a half later. They're back together. Ooh. Why would you put yourself into that position? Because now you're going to be like, you put me in an awkward position, but then you got to... No, it's always the, awkward no, after that. No, because now it's like, well, I can't trust them. And then yeah. you're going to hear what I can. Yeah. So then what happens? You're going to end up being part of one of their arguments if you're anywhere around them. Yeah. So you got to take the walk. Yeah. I won't do it. Always M-I-O-V. 
Mm-hmm. What if it's your best friend? I your told best him. friend. I told him figure it out. Your best. So you staying out of all of that? I said, I listen. If you fall, I'll pick you up. Yeah. If you're hungry, I will feed you. Yeah. If you need clothes, I will give you clothes. You have problems with your family? That's on you. I dig it. No. Wow. I don't care who it is. And I, and honestly, I, I know I'm asking you all these questions, but I'm in full agreement because, like I said, that situation in high school, it changed the scope on how I look at that entirely. Like, I don't care how bad the situation is or someone has with their family member. It could be a crazy mother. It could be an abusive dad. It could be whatever it might be. At the end of the day, you can't get yourself involved. Right. Because that's the thing. I just saw a situation where this father, um, he got shot. Because he interjected into his uh, daughter's uh, relationship with her boyfriend. So her boyfriend or whatever, I think he was like, a, I don't know if he was like abusing her or he was, he was doing something physical with her. Right. And the father witnessed it. The father interjects. He starts getting into it with the boyfriend. The boyfriend, uh, he had a friend with him who then shot the dad. Yeah. That's the other extreme. <laughs> yeah, but bro, but this goes to like like what do you do in this situation? Like like and now that I think about it, what am I going to like some dude put his hands on my daughter, I'm going to have to kill somebody. Like I'm, uh, going, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm going to jail. I'm going to let my kids know. That Listen, is, dad's going to jail you know, for a little while. Yeah, I was going to say now that I'm replaying this story in my head, I'm sitting here like uh, I can't really mind my business there. I think somebody's got to die. <laughs> no, with with I'm definitely going to jail for my kids, but um I'm going to add a little to this. Now, if there's a scenario going on, right? There's yeah. a big scenario going on. And yeah, it's yeah. just like, yo, you need to get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah, like like life or death. I could, you got to get me out. Because I'm gonna, we're going to end up killing each other? Yeah. I'm I'm actually going to go get him. Yeah, absolutely. Them. I'll be the ride. I'll be the Uber. No, I'll even walk into the scenario. Ooh, yeah. That because if they're beating each other up, I'm like, yo, no, 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 no. no. This got to stop. But this what happened stop. if they start fighting, right? And you go to break it up, and then another family member's there like, yo, get your hands off such and such. And now, and now I'm I got to fight, saying, whole, I gotta I'm, fight no, the whole family. No, all I'm saying is I'm just trying to break it up. Let me get out. Let yeah. Me, let me get them out. Yeah. Most of the time that works. Yeah, yeah. If you come in with peace... They'll let you leave. I mean, with I'm not walking in there like Rambo, you know, and kicking shit down. No, I'm not doing none of that stuff. Yo, I'm walking in like, yo, can we fix this? Can, yeah. can we separate them? You got to go in with peace. You got to go. You got to come in like Buddha. You got to come in there like, listen, with Buddha. Buddha. <laughs> you got to come in there like, listen, guys. All Zen. Let's make love, not peace. Let's make. They're gonna look at me crazy if I say let's make love. TJ. <laughs> ES says I'm Bennett and I ain't in it. <laughs> what up, ES? Oh, oh man, look, Nick, your guy's on here. My guy's here. It's my guy here, Nick. What up, homie? <laughs> have, uh, Eva Ponce is here. Amadeo's still there. He's hanging nice. in. We have a we have a nice crowd. I think my sister Jenny's here. Uh, Maria's here. Oh, not here. And RJ, <laughs> RJ's actually uh, Eva Eva Ponce thirteen. Yeah, it's her son. All right, what's up, family? Good to see y'all. Yeah, well, we we have our little. Uh, they're actually seeing the mess that we cause. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Let me ask you something. Uh, when you at work, mm. what's worse, mm. the work snitch or the work ma- or the work wannabe manager? <laughs> Yo, look, think about what's it. What's he snitching on though? No, it's, it's like everything like, you do. Look, 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 right, so let me give you more of the personalities behind these people. The work snitch is the person that, like, he always tells the boss who's late. <laughs> He always tells the people who spend too much time going. Yeah, that's my favorite person. I know the person who takes too long on lunch breaks. He's the first to say, "Oh, you, Frankie, you were supposed to take thirty minutes. You took forty-five minutes. I was counting. I saw when you left." Yo. <laughs> so that's the work snitch. Now the work manager. 
is the one who is dying for leadership position or capability. So he just start overmanaging everybody. Like, Frankie, how many how many queue, how many jobs did you do today in your queue? How many did it? Hey, you know, I just want to make sure everybody's doing the same amount of work, guys. So which one do you think is the one that you want to kill more? The work snitch or the work manager? I find the the snitch as a comedian. Really? Oh my god. No, yes. I want to smack. I, no, I, hate, no, the I hate him. I, I hate can't stand snitch. it. But listen to what they this is my favorite. Yo. Just throwing the name out. Uh -huh. David went to the bathroom. He took his phone. You know, you know, uh -huh. you know he's gonna be in there for at least half hour. <laughs> like, yo, like, everybody takes their phone to the bathroom. What do I care? <laughs> Just wash your hands on the way out. Yeah, you know, that's it. No, think about that's so nasty. Uh, but th those people, I don't like. I find them entertainment. I don't care about them. The wannabe manager, that guy gets me. Oh, that guy gets you. Yeah, because it's like he he not even at that rank, but he think he is. <laughs> <laughs> or she. No, because they turn around and be like, listen, I know I'm not the manager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God forbid the manager's out. Yeah. He, oh. oh, when the manager's out and this guy wants to be like, guys, I think we should just come together as a team. Yeah. Have a, have a quick meeting. Yeah. Let's go over each other's workload. <laughs> so I've experienced that over the years. Yo, I, I used to, when I, I work at, when, <laughs> yo, when I worked at Scholastic, there was this one guy. I'm, I'm going to throw his name out there because I'll make okay. no difference. Yeah, who cares? His name is Scott. Scotty. So Scott decided one day that he wanted to, they told him, listen, we're the managers are going away. They're going to go on a trip. So yeah. you're in charge. Oh, God. So this ego went like this. Yo, this guy used to come to work smelly, sweaty, oh. like, like, like hungover, right? The minute they told him he was going to be the manager, he came to work. Oh, that guy got all cleaned dressed up. All dressed up, bow tie. Up. Oh, he's here. He's like, yo, I'm here today. I've been waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> he's like, team. He stopped calling y'all team. He stopped calling you by your names. <laughs> team, we need to come together. <laughs> He's like, we got to focus. Uh, we got to get this work out. We got to get it out quick. Uh Oh. I'm in charge. Woof. Anything happens. He got the battery in his back. He's charged up. It goes through me. Uh-huh. I am Scott. Scott. The acting manager. Ooh. That's I'm, exactly what I'm he said. I'm Scott and I'm too hot. Yo, come on. I looked at him and said, man, shut up. <laughs> Go take a bath. Yo, I hate. Oh, Frankie, don't make me have to write you up. I don't want to have to do it. Oh. I mean, we're bros. Yeah. Don't make me do it. I mean, come on. Come on, man. Wow. Come on. <laughs> Yo, I hate that guy. But no, I hate the snitch more. Because it's like, the snitch is like interjecting themselves in everyone's business. It's like, it's not your business. Like, you're not even trying to do something. See, at least with the wannabe manager, he actually has... But some... the snitch gets nowhere. But what I'm saying is the, the wannabe manager has good intentions. He wants to level up. He's trying to take on more responsibility. He's and I get taking it. On he, more responsibility. he may get on my nerves and I can avoid him. Like, yo, just do... Uh, yo. Or I'll say, go through my manager. No, the wannabe manager but doesn't want to do his job. So he's trying to do... Oh, yours. no, 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 no. When the wannabe manager start delegating his work, I'm like, that's not part of my role. Yeah. This no. is above me. <laughs> no, I, I look at the snitches and I just crack up, dude. No, I hate the I, snitch. I can't be bothered. Snitches. But... I, I want to fight the snitch. No, I, I watch them running up and down the building. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're the ones that's always, like, they, they come in extra early. They're the ones that's clocking everybody who's coming in, <laughs> looking at everybody coming in. Talking about, I don't know if you did all your hours today, Frankie. Were you here? I, I don't know. You took a long lunch break. Did you make up your hours? I'm, just, I'm you know, I'm not going to tell anything, but, you know, it looks like you didn't do it. <laughs> My answer to that has been, were you working last night? Yo, ooh, yeah. You got to, see, the thing is, the snitch is harmless, but they're annoying. <laughs> They're way more annoying than the man wannabe manager. Oh. So I got one more current headline that I didn't touch on. That I, Are we still on headlines? <laughs> I didn't, no, I, I kind of got diverted. I don't know. Yeah, when, do I went on thing. a bit of a tangent, but I want to touch on this headline. And I have to read this one. So the audience is going to see me reading this one. And it's about Mr. Nick Cannon. 
Oh, oh boy, yeah, we might be here a while, so everybody should just pull up a chair and get ready for this one. Yeah, get get your stretch on, Frankie. Get my stretch on because yeah, yeah, go ahead, get loose. This this is, this, this is a topic topic, and I've been sitting on this one for a while because this has been going on for the past few weeks. So Nick Cannon, right? And for those who don't know Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon got his start early on in the Nickelodeon days. He used to do a lot of comedy sketches. He was actually really close friends with Keenan and Kel. Uh, he came up through there, but his his rise to fame was when he dropped that movie called Drumline. He was in the Drumline mm-hmm. movie, and um, he did another movie. I think She's All That. And um, then when he, you know, he started to go up, and believe it or not, Nick Cannon is actually a super savvy businessman. Oh yeah, like he owned a lot of his uh, media production with his comedy stuff. Like he owned um, the rights to all his stuff, so he was able to come up rather quickly and well. He didn't produce his own show. Uh, Wild and Out, which a lot of people know. Um, and of course, he infamous, infamously married Mariah Carey, which is huge. You married the woman who owns Christmas. So, like, <laughs> sure enough, does. Yo, you really don't get any bigger than that. So, anyway, but then she extended Christmas. Yeah. Now it starts November 1st. I mean, but yo, when Mariah does her Instagram post, when she's like, hey guys, almost that time, like, she my don't lamb, even win. My lamb. Yeah, yeah. She started letting you know, like, pre Thanksgiving, like, yo, just so you know, my season is coming. So, Anyway, he married Mariah. They had two beautiful children. They had twins, I think. Um, and since then, they got divorced. Right. And the thing is, Mariah was there for him because Nick Cannon has a, a immune disease or something. Right. Like a, he has I, lupus. I, lupus. Yes, he has lupus. And um, he was hospitalized several times where, right. I mean, he was literally on the brink of death. Like, he was touch and go. We didn't know if he was going to make it or not. But anyway, he broke up with Mariah. And since then, he has been impregnating many women yep uh i think he's on baby number seven or eight at this point possibly yeah one of them died unfortunately you know condolences to that family but he he's been on a run and the reason why he says he's been doing this is because he feels that because of his his immune system disease he wants to spread his fruits as much as possible Mm. because he thinks the probability of them living is less so he wants to give himself as many chances as possible yikes i'm, I'm we're gonna get there frankie <laughs> i'm just trying to rationalize this but now i was i was leaving him alone i was like i'm not gonna touch on this that's his beliefs whatever and then he did an interview he went on a podcast similar to ours and uh he has some thoughts on marriage he says marriage married is not single when you allow government and paperwork to come in and say, this is a bond, this is a covenant, you're not single. You can still make covenants without getting government involved. He then went on to say, I don't think monogamy is healthy. I feel like that gets into the space of selfishness and ownership. Okay, I'm going to pause for a second. He said, monogamy isn't healthy. <laughs> so... One, having multiple kids with different women is unhealthy, too. <laughs> you know why he's saying that? Because why? Why was he's he? rich? You know what? He could pay for them. You hit the nail on the head. He's rich. Why do all billionaires just think that everyone needs to be polygamous or whatever? Like, it just works for them because they have, they have so much money that it's like, yeah, if I have 12 children, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know, like, like it's fine. But my thing is, like. And it brought me back. As soon as I heard it, I had a flashback. I had one of those moments where it was like, I, I heard the podcast and I was just like, my brain just went. Right. I did a book report on Frederick Douglass years ago when I was a kid. And Frederick Douglass, he had this very, like, Go ahead. 
like really strong uh, quote that he used to say. Uh, this the quote was uh, it's it's easier to raise strong children than it is to repair broken men. Facts. And when I heard it, like I immediately thought of that after Nick Cannon said that, and I was like, oh snap! I was like, um, I was like, children just do better when it's two adults. I feel in a household raising them. I think when him going around having these multiple children with multiple different women, I think there's no way you could be as involved in those children's lives as you would if you was just coexisting with one of the women that you decided to have a kid with. I just feel like you're not really giving that kid the proper opportunity to be to succeed in life. I think because and a lot of times, you know, I know in, in my community, like a lot of black people believe that as long as the mother's around, the kid is good to go. Like the kid is because I, I, and I'm gonna just tell you because I'm going from my own family history. A lot of women believe I could be his. They'll celebrate Father's Day, and they're the mother. Like the father's not around. They be like, right. I'm his mother and his daddy. You know, and they'll have some proudness. And I get the sentiment behind it. Sometimes you are put in that position where you got to play both parents. But I feel that both parents are needed to properly shape a child's development. Because I, I think they need that two perspectives. I think there are things that women can give to a child that a man just can't give. I think women have a different sort of bond or love that they're able to deliver to their kid than a father would. A father brings a different set of, I think, uh, feelings and teachings and from a, from a right. man perspective. So I feel like uh, you need both for the greater chance of success. And so what are your thoughts, Frankie, first uh, on Nick Cannon? What what are your thoughts on why, he, besides him being rich and just Nick, Nick Cannon, swinging around? Nick Cannon <laughs> is suffering from some type of depression. Ooh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I, he's got the money. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I am not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. Yeah. Remember, we're just entertainment. We're entertainment. <laughs> we made that clear. We are entertainment. But here's the thing. When you're suffering about something, mm -hmm. you tend to do what you like to do the most Yeah, to distract you. Mm. Okay? He doesn't have Mariah anymore. Yeah. All right? Everything that he's dealing with, because he's dealt with a lot, because he got kicked. He, he, he was he lost. His, yeah, he lost the MTV show, because I forgot what he did, but... He, he said something inappropriate and oh, yeah, got yeah. banned, whatever. He said some anti-Semitic stuff, yeah, too, so, on, his, yeah. on his show, I think, too. Yeah. So guess what? He got lost it. So yeah. he's that. He has lupus. He has all this stuff. And this is, this is him coping. Yeah. The problem with that is that me personally, I come from a broken home. My, my, my father yeah. left when I was like 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Same. I was eight. Oh, you got to show off. I'm just saying. You just got to throw it out. I had a bigger struggle. Okay. Just keep going. Yeah, okay. Well, and I'm black, but keep going. And I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> it's the same thing. Same thing in this country. No, same thing in this country. <laughs> no, so. <laughs> can. All right, come on. I don't even mean to sidetrack so you. It's keep going. So it's, it's. I can't. All right, come on, come on, come on. Let's refocus. Let's refocus. We're live, so, remember? So I get. I, no, yeah, definitely. They can see everything now. No, so I get the point where they're talking about the mother, and, and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for mom. And you know something? Kudos to everyone, my mother and every other yeah. woman that has went out there and played both roles. Oh, absolutely. It's a tough, it's a tough gig. The hard part is as a as a guy growing up without the father, you yeah. have no guideline. Yeah. To help a child. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like when I had, I, a, I had to learn from TV. Yes. Yeah. Like What's Uncle you? Phil, like oh. Bill Cosby. Okay. I mean, that didn't turn out so well for either, but you know. <laughs> I was gonna say Bill Cosby. I was like, yeah, you better go with Uncle Phil. Yeah, I know. 
No, but but you, that guideline that you need to understand mm-hmm. how to, you know, being a man and being responsible, it's not there. No, facts, yeah. So, you know, as a parent, you know, as a, as a father, I'm like, well, I didn't have that, so how do I do it? Yeah. Then I go back to what my mom said. Yeah. You know, she turned around and said, you know, they're your children, you'll figure it out. You don't need yeah. anybody else's advice. Boom. Okay? That's what I'm doing. Yeah. But you know, Frankie... A lot of people don't. I was going to say, Frankie, one, we're... Not to pat, well, not to pat ourselves on the back, but we are anomalies. I think a lot of people who grow up in that same broken household don't exactly turn out as mentally stable. And oh, I never yeah, said I was oh, stable. No, no, no. <laughs> I never said I was stable. I'm sure there's. We have a lot of dormant things that we need to address in therapy one day. But <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah. But no, long, what I'm saying is. Um, no, I feel what you're saying. I feel like it stinks when parents. I just feel like I don't know what these women were thinking. Because obviously, if he's going around having babies with all these different women, like, what is your mindset as as baby mom number four? Like, <laughs> like, oh, you, I know what, exactly like, what they're saying. They're looking at the paycheck going, yeah. hey, like, guaranteed 18 years. Dang, man. It's guaranteed. Just, it's just it's just not right. Bro, man. So I know a girl. Not okay. a girl. She's a lady now. OK. That she's a roundaway girl. <laughs> Pretty much, she was. She was I like, "Okay, always me around, girl." So she was like, "You know, my kid is ten. I don't want to work." Wow, eight years. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to have another kid. Wow, what? When did wanting to be a baby mama become like trendy? Bro, it, it was a trend. It was Yo, a trend. I feel like it still is. All these IG girls, they Yo, just they like trend. They like looking for a baller and a paycheck. Like they're not trying to work. They want to go on vacations and. Chill, man. This is crazy. And again, I don't know the finances of the women that Nick Cannon was with. Don't know it. Me neither. But I'm gonna tell I know you I didn't thing. know anything about it until he came around. Yeah, but I, I tell you one thing: they're getting a check once a month. Yeah, yeah, true. Or maybe twice a month, depending on where they are. Yeah. So good luck to him. Good luck to them. I, I, I good luck I, to the children. So here's here's the question. The so okay, so now these kids are wherever they are. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna put them all in California just to play safe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Or any metro city. Okay. No, we'll just put them all within yeah. a block. Yeah. Okay. A block. They're all living uh-huh. in the same block. But that might be true, though. I'm yeah. Sure. Let's just say. Yeah. One of the kids go, I have a basketball game on Tuesday. I know. Yeah. I do use good. Here go comes ahead. the other one. Daddy. I got cheerleading. I got uh, cheerleading on Tuesday. Yeah. 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 Here comes the other one. Can you help me with my spelling? Yeah. <laughs> Why he got to sound like that, though? Because, <laughs> you know, he's the, he's the nerd. He like, the, he the I just that. need, to get, I just need get, to get to the st- the spelling bee. Oh, I can't. Oh, these Indians are kicking my butt every year. Yeah. <laughs> Who's winning, Mr. Patel? <laughs> Patel did it again, man. <laughs> I can't beat this guy. Yeah, he's got all the good words. Man, he spelled aardvark. He was in 12th, second grade, man. Aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's a genius. <laughs> Nick's gonna go. How many O's in anonymous? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you out of luck, buddy. But oh, you know, man. seriously, it, and it, that's what the strain is gonna be for those kids because you no, can't you're right. be there for all of them. You it's, can't. Not, it's not possible. They're gonna one of the kids. I mean, all the kids are gonna miss it out, regardless. Who's the, who's the luckiest one out of all all the women? Uh, Mariah, exactly, because she can do whatever she yeah. wants. And I bet you that if she turns around and says to him, Nick, you got to be here right now. Oh, he has to. He he's flying wherever he's from. He, yeah, can, he has to. He's gonna be there. Mariah's the Mariah, queen. Mariah's gonna. The, yeah, she's she, the queen. She can break him. Yeah. Man, good luck to Nick, and good luck to all those baby mamas. I hope it all work out. Um, I think it's a terrible situation to be in. I feel bad for the children more than anything. Um, I hope they're all healthy. I hope they're all doing well, and 
you know, physically because, you you know, that the genetic disorder that he has, he could transfer it to his children as well. And yeah. um, I just hope that the, all the children are healthy. Like I said, he did lose one of his children. And I just think that he should, uh, I don't know, he should definitely seek some therapy because there's something going on for him. And I mean, some cultures, that's that's normal. But, you know, let me get back to marriage. I do think, I do, I, the one sort of perspective I have on this is that I don't think marriage is for everybody. No, it's not. Some people aren't ready. Like, I don't think they're capable of being married. I think some people are always meant to just be uh, a rolling stone. <laughs> You're an idiot. But I don't know how to say this PG. There there, there are people that (laughs) Yeah. If they how can I how can I how can I explain this? If they were young and they and they found it, it's good. But if they they you know they you know they made themselves, they you know their own money and all that, they're not gonna want to split that. Yeah, yeah. And and that's when we get down to if they're established, it's like okay, so you're gonna move into my house, and then I gotta split my bathroom with you, and then yeah, coexist with somebody. No, it's a tough change. You go live in your house, I live in mine. You know what? That's the thing. People, what people like, you go into marriage thinking love, but marriage at the end of the day is a business. Oh yeah, it's a binding business, and I think a lot of people don't know that going into it because they get caught up in the romance of it and. The, the symbolism of it all that they say to themselves, oh man, you know, I married her because I love her. She means everything to me. Da, 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 da. And they, they rush and they Did go you get see married. her in the morning yet. No. Have you seen her debt? <laughs> Have you seen her debt? <laughs> Have you seen her bills? <laughs> yeah. And then the problem is they get married and then they don't understand that to the, to the government and to the world, you guys are now not separate entities. You guys are a company that did a company merger. Yeah. <laughs> and now their debt is your debt, your assets are their assets. And no, absolutely. A lot of people don't figure this out until after the fact. No, and you know something? If you go into the mindset that that's what it is, even when, you know, like you are in love with the person. Yeah. You guys are going to do fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'll you, make it work. Because you you can make it work. It's when one of you has that point of view and the other one doesn't. Yeah. When you both want two different pages, two different... Mm-hmm. That, that's where the marriage is kind of fall apart and not only that i do think marriages now are tested more so than ever before from just a distraction point point of view there's tons of distractions that could take you off because if you're of the mind especially with social media i know we always talk on it but social media makes it easier for you to make comparisons and you start wondering is the lifestyle that i'm living with my significant other could it be that and if it's not that why is it not that and the next thing you know they start picking out the flaws in their relationship rather than focusing on the strengths of their relationship as to why they came together to begin with. And I just, I think a lot of people get lost in the sauce trying to uh, imitate other people that look picture perfect on, on social media and they want to be live up to this lifestyle that, that isn't really. That's 100% fake. All of it is, but the illusion. It's no, crazy. I get that. I it, get that. I mean, no, it's like, David Blaine illusion level. Like, yeah, but you know, th- the reality is that that's all fake. And yeah. the, if you're expecting that relationship yeah. and all this to happen the way it is on Instagram and it's on I will, TikTok and all this, dude, there are people fighting. And yeah. then once they're going, like, you know, we have to put this video up because and if we don't put it, action. action. Hey, <laughs> hey baby, you? I love you. Yeah, yeah, we've been here. And then cut. I would, I would love to. you. They need to do a reality show where we just look behind the scenes of like what goes on for those perfect couples. Like, I would love to see what happens when the lights and cameras aren't on. Like, how do y'all really act? Do, does he just be like, all right, leave me alone. I'm going to go play Call of Duty. And then she like walk away and say, whatever. I'm going to go see my other boyfriend now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're not married. Yeah. 
No, it's just it. It doesn't. Yeah. People need to learn how to separate the two. Yeah. If you can't it's separate tough. the if you can't separate the two, what ends up happening is that you end up divorced. Yeah. And then the kids are gonna be like, "Oh, you mean I have two Christmas now? No, you're getting one." Yeah. But you know what it is? At but her house. <laughs> the business the business part of the marriage it does complicate things. Like, cause think about it. Let's put myself in this position of like I'm now a billionaire. Like that billionaire now is bringing this person into their life. And now they have to ask themselves, how do I protect my business while staying with the woman that I'm in love with? And now you have all these things like prenup and prenup is like, it's like Voldemort. You don't say that. Yo, <laughs> you know? all, I don't even know what that is. I was poor back then. I was I know. So broke. I'm I mean, like, I came in half of nothing. You can I mean, take it. I came in, came in a debt. So I mean, if you were half, you want to have <laughs> you nothing, split can, half a debt. Yeah. <laughs> knock yourself out. I'm okay with it. Oh man. But yeah, man. At the end of the day, I, I think I think women when they want a guy, they just want a guy that's a good listener. That's it. You know, I think that's the number one thing. I think guys, I think women just want a good listener because if you ever talk to a woman, they always tell you like, never tell a woman about your day. Like, because honestly, I think a lot of guys like they, they talk to a woman and when a woman asks them, "Hey, hey, how are you doing? How was your day today?" and then they go, "Man, man, my boss is killing me." To be honest with you guys, she doesn't really care. And I know it seems harsh, but she doesn't. Cause let me tell you something. I've been married almost ten years now. My wife still doesn't know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her fault. It's not her fault. It's, but I can tell you this much: I not only know what she does, I know the names of most of her coworkers. I know which one gets on her nerves. <laughs> I know which one does a great job at work. <laughs> which one has a work husband? A I know which wife? one has a work husband. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one. <laughs> She's mad at me right now. But no, no. What I mean is. <laughs> Yeah, we're yeah, we're there again. Yeah, we're there again. <laughs> no, I know what I'm saying is I don't think I don't and I think it's what most women. I don't think it's that they're they're being malicious or mean about it. I just think they I think they women want a, a guy to sympathize with their situation. I think when guy when women look at guys, men are very like let me say I don't want to say practical, but I think women want a guy that's more uh empathetic. And what I mean by that, and let me give you the two scenarios. Say a woman comes home, say your wife comes home, Frankie, and she's like, oh, I have to work with this person and I can't stand her, Frankie. She gets on my nerves. She drives me up the wall. I wish she would just get fired. You, as a man, your logical response is, is it a way that you could speak to your manager to probably get reassigned to someone else to work with? Is it possible? <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> well, what would you say, Frankie? What would you say when she comes, if your wife comes to you? Figure it out. Do what you got to. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. Yo, I can't stand somebody. Frankie, Figure Frankie. it out. What are we gonna do? Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. I swear to God, I'm Frankie, not even kidding. Frankie, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, I'm like, yo, for real. Listen, I know you're 20. That much? Look, just figure it out. You're 27 years married. I know you. <laughs> you keep it short and brief. Well, what I'm saying is, let's just imagine that you're trying to have a conversation. That is the conversation. <laughs> Frankie, it has to be more than the like you're trying. What I'm all right, you're ruining an example. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is, a guy would try to come up with a solution. That is a solution. But what she wants from you, Frankie, is to sympathize. Like, hold on, me, wait, wait, Frankie. Let, let me get my notes. Hold on, <laughs> get, get your notes. Get your notes, Frankie. Pay attention. This is what, different. What she wants you to do is to sympathize with her frustration. She wants you to listen and be like, "Dag." I'm man, babe. I'm sorry you got stuck with her. Like, I mean, is there a way you could do some of the work, and like, I could help you with it? 
oh, man, you know what? She needs to go somewhere. She wants you to co-sign her frustration. She wants you to be like, hey, I wish she would get fired. I wish she would go somewhere because she wants you to give her the fuel to keep going so she could be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm glad you agree with me, honey. Yeah, she does. She she's dumb as rocks. And then you'd be like, yeah, you know what? She is dumb as rocks. <laughs> yeah, but then I keep saying my things and I say, yo, she, yo, she mad slow. She can be like, well, she ain't all that. I'm like, then why are you complaining? <laughs> <laughs> so don't talk to me. See, Frankie, you went too far. She, she but, said she was dumb. You said she was slow. Yeah, but you know, it's like, okay, so how does this work? How does this work? Okay, so am I supposed to continue? No, but you got it. But you have to be. What I'm saying is, at the end, the, the moral what I'm trying to get at here is that she wants you to sympathize as part of it, as part of the conversation. She doesn't want you to deliver a solution. Okay, so I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe this, honey. I, yeah, I feel bad for you. Yeah, I feel, th there you go, Frankie. Okay, okay. Look, all right, come on. Now, hey, we're going to do, let's replay it again. Now, now go on with this. No, one. I ain't finished. Oh, now, what you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. No, you know, listen, man. Regardless of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, that all comes down to character. My wife. Yeah, it does. Knows, it does. She, she knows me, right? I know. I'm being silly right so now. These are all hypothetical around, situations, she, she, guys. She, Entertainment. All right? <laughs> she, she tells me this stuff. And, you know, and I'll be like, you know, okay, so what, what do you want to do? How do you want to figure this out? Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so you have to tell me I don't work there. Exactly. Oh, okay. See, see, but you come into it like a manager. I like it. <laughs> I manage everything. <laughs> you manage everything. You come in like a manager. So, come on, honey. So, what what are some ways that you could do this better, huh? <laughs> no, it's just like, it's, what what do you do that pisses her off? Or you do this? Do it in front of her. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> Frankie King Petty. Oh, I, listen. You want to get rid of somebody? Yeah. Piss them off day in and day out. Mm. Eventually they leaving. I like it. I mean, that's sound advice, honestly, that I think about it. <laughs> Yo, wait. I think you just dropped I think you just dropped the gym. Go ahead and applause yourself, Frankie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yo, when in doubt, when someone's getting on your nerves at work, annoy them more. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just get on. Do everything them. they don't like. Yeah. I cannot free. Yeah, that's that's what I would do. Okay, so ladies, you heard it here first. <laughs> Just piss them off. Okay, Frankie. Oh man, I've been talking. Yeah, a lot. no, seriously, man. You. <laughs> oh my god. I've been talking a lot. Go ahead, man. No, I'll, I'll I, let you cook for a little I, bit. No, I'm just gonna ask you. Like, Go ahead, you, do, you, do you shoot. Believe in like aliens and stuff like that. <sighs> do I? I am all in. Okay. I'm all in on aliens. So now you got aliens that they're from. And we're not talking about immigrants. No, no, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about like saucers, UF, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm all in, bro. Okay. What do you think that, you know, like when they're flying, you're like, they're, yeah. they're where they're planning, wherever they're at. They go, yeah. they go, let's go for a ride, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they pass by Earth. What do you think is going through their mind? I think they come here for entertainment. Yeah, they think, like, I ain't going there. No, I think they drive by. <laughs> Yo, I literally think aliens drive by and look and just periodically check to see where we're at with our evolution. And they'd be like, these dudes are so behind. <laughs> not yet, not yet. And they'd just be like, yo, let's peel out of here. It's going to be embarrassing for the rest of yeah. the solar system and the oh, rest absolutely. of the galaxies, man, because we're a mess here. But let me tell you why I believe in aliens. One, I believe in aliens because uh, there has been documented footage that the government has come out and admitted to. Because uh, did you see that one with the U.S. Air Force? Mm -hmm. They were flying and in some little disc-like object. It did a crazy kind of maneuver that literally physically can't be done. Mm -hmm. And then it just bounced out of nowhere and left. Yeah. That, and they, and they finally came out and was like, listen, that's a UFO. We, we can't even dumb it down and come up with a better explanation. That is something I've never seen before. And I've never seen anything fly like that. So right there, I was like, okay, clearly there's something out there we don't know about. The second thing that confirmed it for me 
Go on Netflix. Well, you can't. I can't. Not. But I'll, I'll try to bootleg it for you and send it no, to no, you. No, don't, don't bootleg. Yeah. There's right. a thing called Unsolved Mysteries. You remember Unsolved Mysteries back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they used to have it back in the day, and now they brought it back. And I think it was season one, and don't quote me on this, I think episode five or six, they did an episode where it was about alien abduction. And it was talking about this town, and it was talking about the people who were abducted, and they narrate and literally tell you their whole story of what how the alien came into the town, what happened, and they're retelling you the entire event, like how he would, the, and they were children at the time, and this is all documented, like, like they have proof, like it's not like something like we making this up. No, they have proof. Like, no, I got absorbed, taken into the ship. They analyzed my body. I don't know what happened. I was a kid. They put me back down, and they left me in the woods, and then they bounced. <laughs> And your name, sir? My name is Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you gonna ask me the alien topic and then go ahead and be silly and bring up Kanye? I don't want to talk about Kanye. By the way, he he dropped the documentary too. I'm done with Kanye. No, so it's 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 the reason why I'm asking yeah. is just because I, you see all these things, you see all these videos and all that. I do want to. Like, and I was like, they must look at us like a game, like a, like like lemmings or something like that. You know, like. Like um, what was that other one with the that you had to be like, like worms? No, no, not worms. Um, <laughs> uh, the Sims. Oh, the Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we've got to be Sims that they're playing us, man. Because man. I'm not for anything. We're so screwed up. In no, this. I ain't gonna lie. Every time I go like, or I look at the news or something, or I see an article, I'm like, literally, this can't be normal. It can't be. This There's can't no way. be normal. Like, like, there's no way. The stuff that's going on. I don't. I'm not gonna go into. The, I mean, you all seen the headlines. What's going on in Canada right now is crazy. Was going on with Russia sitting at Ukraine's doorstep talking about we're not going to war, we're not going to no, war. No, not at all. But they load up a hundred thousand more troops, <laughs> like mad troops are lined up, and they're like, "I don't know what you're talking about. We're just all hanging out here at the border." That's we're, like that game you we're, were playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all just we're just hitting here, just you know, mo- roasting marshmallows by the Ukraine border. Nothing to see here. Oh my god, dude. It's got to, it, bro. It's, it's crazy it's, right it's now. Crazy. It's like it's so difficult. Yo, like, Frankie, what are you gonna do when they bring the draft back and you got to go to war, dude? I'm fifty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so my vertical leap so? is like half a centimeter. Listen, look, <laughs> so that's okay, got, so that's what they got boot camp for. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> they gonna put you Yo, out there. I'll be the first guy to be thrown out of boot camp when I'm signing up. <laughs> I'm like, you want me to do what? Yeah. Wait. Run where? They're going to be like, listen, Frankie, they're going to put a white gut castle on- there. Look, they- nah, that ain't happening. <laughs> they're going to put a, a gun on your back and say, get out there and defend, soldier. I'm like, I've been doing that all my entire life. I grew up in Patterson. I don't need to do this again. <laughs> why, am I going- why am I going to war over here when I can do it here? I can't. Yo, I'm telling you, man, it's, it, when World War III gets started, that's it, man. Get your boots out. They ain't taking me. They taking you, Frankie. Listen, Dude, I- every man, woman. There's no way they can even. Dude, there's got to be a million people before they can even look at me. First of all, they're gonna look at my picture and go, Pfft. no, no, no. They're gonna take all the people. They're gonna take every. They're gonna do it by net worth. By net worth? Yeah. I'm not at the top, and I'm not at the bottom. <laughs> so, well, listen, the top ain't going. Yeah. <laughs> so the top's not going. It's gonna be either the middle or the poor. Yo, how quick that one percent's <laughs> gonna become bigger? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's gonna start following their money. <laughs> Financial advice. Try to get out of this war, man. <laughs> No, it's no. They didn't take it, me. Oh man, oh man, dude, man. We have our uh, our our chats pretty pretty packed here. Oh man, look, look, man. Once again, we appreciate you guys stepping in here. The live stream is going. We we appreciate you guys like tuning in. Don't worry, this show will be uploaded on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and Mixcloud, and uh, you'll be able to watch it also on Facebook if you're not watching it already, man. I, I hope it stays on there. Yeah. So we got uh, Jimmy's on now. Jimmy, what up? 
my cousin Eileen from Puerto Rico. Come on, Eileen. Well, I come on, Eileen. And we've already <laughs> gave a shout out to DJ ES. So, uh -huh. hey, welcome, everybody. Veteran Squad, what up? Awesome, man. Nah, man. We've been cooking, man. Oh, my God. So, yeah, man. I had a few other things that I want to touch on, but I feel like I've been talking too much. You want to go ahead and cook? Well, I'm, I'm a little nervous here with the whole thing that crashed already one time, but I got another question for you. Okay, go ahead. Shoot, man. Let me know because I'm ready. I'm locked and loaded. If you want, no, 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 no. I, I figure I'll let you get in because I know you're going to ask me something ridiculous. <laughs> I can't with you. I can't. I can't with you. No, um, hmm. Which one am I going to touch? Oh, boy. He, he's got a list here. Oh, yeah. All right, you ready? Parenting. Parenting? Oh, man. When you talk about parenting, I always get nervous because my daughter's listening and she's probably like, oh, man. Get to hear firsthand what my dad's going to say. By the way, she's going to be driving soon. She starts driving school uh this next weekend next weekend i'm terrified <laughs> i'm going away terrified everybody clear the roads please <laughs> so parenting i oh no italy yet maria no italy oh wow i'm still waiting yeah she starts friday <laughs> so um parenting i was um reading a couple of things online how today's parents are having a hard time with their kids. Oh, obviously, they don't beat them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's because they, they feel that, you know, like, they can shut a kid up really quick, turn the TV on, uh, whatever. Yeah, I know. So, my question to you, what percentage uh -huh. of technology should a parent use for parenting? Ah, uh, so... I like that. That's a great question. It's it's with, with that's a great different. question. Okay. So now one, I think one thing we got to do come to, to grips with is first that, with, especially with the iPad, and I have this struggle as well. One, I set limits on the amount of time that he can consume that iPad a day. You could set limits on your iPad or whatever tablet you have. You could put a, a limit on it, and I limit it, especially during the week, to no more than three hours. And even that seems like a lot, but when you think about the tablet, like my kids don't watch TV unless it's with me. Like, we watch TV together as a family. We watch movies and stuff like that. But when they want to watch television, they're not going to the TV. They're going to their phones. They're going to their tablets, and they stream it. So right. how they consume entertainment now is different than how I did growing up. Right. So, like, I didn't have a TV in my room until I got a little bit older, you know what I'm saying? Like, So, like, when I wanted to watch TV, it was like a luxury. And I usually end up sitting next to my grandmother watching The Price is Right. <laughs> But that was my upbringing. Yeah. Right. It took me a long time before I got my own TV. And then when I got my own TV, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm an old soul because I watched everything. Because, like, I watched everything at that time. So, I, you know, I watched the Twilight Zone, the Honeymooners. It was nothing off limits. And then I had an uncle who was only a few years older than me had me watching a bunch of rated R movies I shouldn't be watching. But nevertheless, um, I watched a lot of stuff. So when I look at my kids now and I try to, like, I don't want them to be too consumed with the electronic. Because I do think you just need to, I feel like it's a substitute for your brain to be engaged. And I feel like I feel like a lot of kids who are stuck on that tablet or electronic for too long, I think they develop these other kind of issues of like patience because <laughs> that instant gratification. Right. They lose the ability to have an imagination. And the one thing that I do love about my youngest kid, my, my son, he's nine. He, I, he literally devotes several hours a day for imagination time. We'd be like, yo, imagination time. And he knows exactly what it is. He'll, he'll go to his room, 
and he'll either he'll write out stories. He'll come up with story ideas. He, he, he don't build yeah. a virtual computer. Yeah, no, no, no. I wish he would. I wish he. <laughs> Yo, I wish he would. If he did that, if he MacGyvered a, a brand new computer in his room with his toys, I wouldn't be mad at him. I'd be like, "Yo, keep going, man. Keep doing it." Do you? He start coding in there. I'm gonna be soup. Um, but no, I think technology should be utilized because nowadays technology is like intertwined in our everyday living. Right. But I do think you need to limit it for them to do other things. Like we play board games together. You know what I'm saying? We do uh, other activities, arts and crafts, something like that. I feel like you got to intertwine that with the kid because if they become too consumed with that or you like go watch Netflix, go watch Disney Plus. And the thing is, they make it so much easier now. Literally, Disney Plus has everything. Mm hmm. Uh, Netflix has everything. Like right. you could literally put your kid on autopilot for these shows, but I feel like those shows they don't allow the kid to develop in other areas. So, yeah, what do you say, bro? No, I, I no, I agree with you, but I also think that I think the kids need it. Yeah, absolutely. Nowadays, and, and I'm gonna tell you the reason yeah. why because Go they're ahead. so we. Well, I grew up with. Well, actually, you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you with, didn't grow up with the internet. You, it, no, I didn't grow up with right? that. So, no. It's a different world. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, when we expect the kids to go outside and play tag and yeah, 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 yeah. and all that, that doesn't exist. No anymore. one plays manhunt anymore. No, nobody plays that. <laughs> but I do like that the kids are learning. They, I they, do too. Okay, so the the whole thing and I'm and I'm totally fine with if a kid's playing a game. Yeah. And they're functioning and because the 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 motor skills that they're going to get from that, absolutely. whether they're 1 years old up to whatever age. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They're going to continue to be able to use that going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm, and I'm totally fine with it. And I'm also completely fine with it when you need quiet time as an adult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because kids will get you. Oh, yeah. They'll wear you down. Yeah. I think I think every, I think in any household, you need to have space. You need to have you time. So by all means, I do think, but how many hours do you think a kid should be on electronics or, tech, or on their technology device? Depends on the age. Yeah, it does. It does vary. Like my daughter definitely probably gets a few more hours than my son does, definitely. Um, but no, I definitely I think when they're younger, you don't want especially when they're younger, I feel like don't let them be too consumed with it because some of these kids, their social skills die down from being on those video games and, and tablets all day. They they lose their ability to communicate and socialize. Like they don't know how to they start like having rage attacks. You see these kids now when they're playing like Call of Duty or whatever whatever they're playing or Grand Theft Auto, whatever the games that they're playing, but even how they communicate online is crazy. Yeah, well, no, that's... That part is parenting. Yeah, but that's what I think. It's intertwined with how you monitor their technology, like, because they get online with these other people, with these adults, and they're screaming at these adults like... Like, (laughs) crazy. I I got yelled at by a kid one time, and I was like... I was playing Madden. Ooh, those kids were... Yo, I was playing... Oh, go ahead. It's like, man up, Grandpa. (laughs) Yo, I was so heated. Bro. bro, these kids get under your skin, man. I was playing, what was I playing online? I think it was NBA 2K. I tried to go on these, the sports games is where it's, because first of all, the sports games, it's competitive as it is. You're already like in deep competition trying to win the game. Yeah. Then I, I got like a, some 12-year-old who's, all he did was play this game all day. And then my old behind get up there. This one kid, I kid you not, he was beating me by, I think he was like, he was like 40 up. I couldn't score on him. Like, nothing was going in. <laughs> this kid defense was amazing. <laughs> I he, he probably wasn't even looking. He, he was just, probably like, what? Yo, yo, do, what yo, the kid was on the phone just in my ear the whole time. He was eating, too, while he was going at it. He probably was. the worst. He was, he was, yo, Frank, this is how he sound. I kid you not. No. Yo. All that he was covered. like, did you put the controller down? Mm. <laughs> yo, that food like, popping. He said, yo, you still want to play? 
Mm, that, no, you can't make that shot right there. <laughs> <laughs> I hate kids. Bro, Bro, I wanted to fight this kid so bad. After that, I was like, I'm never playing online again. Oh, yeah. Yo, and I was like, because I was like, yo, how old are you? How old are you? He was like, I'm 12. <laughs> Killing me. He was like, he said, yo, you know you can't team me, right? You should double team. Oops, too late. Thank <laughs> you. Bro, yo, he was I'm, killing I'm, me in the game. I'm up by 77. I know, bro. When he was, it was like third quarter. He was up by like 40, and I was just like, dude. I was like, yo, you know what? I'm gonna just quit. I that's, just backed out. Yeah, no. I. Oh, that's a tough one, man. Yeah, I can't do it, man. I can't play with these kids online anymore, man. These kids will bust your butt and they'll hurt your feelings. But that's oh. what I'm saying. Like, I think these kids, some of them though, are like get really out of control because they think because you can't see them or you don't know who they are because they have this sort of anonymity. Did I say that right? Hell no. I butchered that. Anna, no, you're Anna, not. You're, hold yeah. on. Stop it. Anonymity. <laughs> Anonymity. Jesus. Why can't I talk right now? Y'all know what I'm I, trying to say. I know you ain't helping Nick Cannon's kids spell. A A R A. Yo, do you have a 25th hour? What's that? Oh, wait, 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 wait. So there's 24 hours in a day, Frankie. Right. What do you mean by the 25th hour? You have a 25th hour. No, I don't. I'm sleeping at that time. No. So this (laughs) so 25th hour is Yeah, break it down, Frankie. During the course of a day, because obviously a day is 24 hours. I know what he means by wanting to talk. Keep going. (laughs) But you find that hour for you. Yeah, I like it. Go ahead. Do you have that? No. Why? Um... So here's the thing. <laughs> There's no excuse. But my day is rather consumed. And I think it's a it's a lot on my plate. Um, it's consumed because obviously you work most of the day, right? Right. I'm also, my 25th hour now is spent studying. As you know, I'm studying for an exam. For those that don't know, I'm studying for a securities exam. Once I pass and get through it, I promise I'll tell you guys more details. But right now, you know, I'm trying to get financially educated so I can educate you all. Not a spelling bee, that's so, for sure. Definitely not spelling, um, but I do know money. So once I finish these exams, but basically I'm spending that 25th hour doing a lot of study. I'm studying at night. I'm studying during the day. So that's not really exactly an hour to myself because an hour to myself is an hour for me to be able to unplug. And I would like to just be in deep thought and think about my future. So I used to... I used to have that 25th hour that you're referring to. I actually used to write a list every year. I would write a okay. list. And I think everybody should do this. Um, I used to write a list of reachable, attainable goals. You don't have to put on there, like, I want to be a millionaire. Because that is attainable. And you could reach it. But I think you should put something shorter measured. So you could put something like, I want to have $10,000 in my savings. I want to have... Uh, this money or this debt paid off. Okay. I want to have this taken care of. And I would basically spend that 25th hour plotting that list. And this is a list that you, you take your time. You don't rush it. And it's just, I want to lose X amount of weight by this date. And it's got to be something that's like measurable so that you can hold yourself accountable to it. Okay. One day I want to bring in my list because I found it on my computer a while ago. I made this list, I want to say over 10 years ago. And... I have wrote a bunch of stuff down of what I wanted to attain. Okay. And I knew, and every year I just worked at it. If I, and I will, and, and the list is like 25 items. And I'm, I'm very happy that I accomplished more than half my list. That's a bucket list. No, 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 not a bucket list. 
That's this is like it, a, that's a, a like a vision different. list, like a vision, okay. like, like like a vision board or a vision list, whatever it is. Because a bucket list is like you know things I want to do before I die. These were things that I was like, I need to accomplish this okay. by the time I hit this age. Okay. And when I did that, I was like, and I look back at the list from ten years ago, man, my heart got warm because it was just like wow, because I saw I was way behind. Right. And I think a lot of people feel like that. You feel like you're behind in life, or you feel like, damn, like this pandemic has really set me back or these, these bills has really set me back. And you look at other people and you're like, man, I was supposed to have a house by this age. I was supposed to have this by this age. Thing is, don't hold yourself in comparison to other people. Your journey is different than the next man or the next person. Where you obtain, when you decide to get married, when you decide to have kids, when you decide to buy your first home, those are your personal journey. Right. And not everybody's story is written the same. So, um, I, I look back at that list and that that's what I used to spend my 25th hour. Now I spend my 25th hour studying, but it's preparing for the next chapter, the next future. But, but, you, but you have the hour. But I had the, I sort of had the hour. Like, now, okay. I feel like I don't have it now. because. So I think everybody happy. needs the hour. Absolutely, Frankie. Speak to that. No, and I'm, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I feel that if you are so involved with everything else in this world, yeah, you lose yourself. Absolutely. So... The re- one of the reasons, well, one of the reasons why I actually brought this up was because I've noticed that a lot of people are not, or cannot, or don't know how to find the twenty fifth hour. Ooh, yeah, it could get tough. It, it it can get tough, you know. Ooh, parenting. Oh, you about to make me say something? Go ahead, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so, I want people to actually find that hour. Uh huh. It's gonna change you. It's going to make you a better person. Uh huh. Okay, because once you find yourself again. Uh huh you're going to be able to help others. Boom. Uh-huh. It's very important that everybody finds it. As you get older, mm-hmm. that twenty that 25th hour becomes 45 minutes. Yeah. Then it becomes 30 minutes. Yeah. Because the reality of time is starting to kick in. Uh-huh. Once you get to a certain age and you haven't found it, you're going to be lost. Yeah. You need to find it. I like it, Frankie. I found mine, and I do mine. I every day I get my twenty fifth hour. Yeah, it's it's not easy because I'm you know work, the kids, family, yeah, 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 the bills and all that. But I found it. Yeah. The reason why I found it was because I I I'm at a point in my life where things are going to change even faster. Yeah. The reality is, the average person lives around 80, 80 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So reality forty. That's mm-hmm. midlife. Yeah. I'm on the other side of that by 10. Yeah. So I'm working. I love it. I love I'm it. working it because it, the reality of it is that soon it's going to be 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then when I get to that point, I'm not getting that hour back. No time. You don't get back. That's the greatest luxury in life. So I really want people, you know, regardless of whatever they're doing in life, uh-huh. find themselves. I love it, Frankie. I, I didn't even know you was going to go this deep. I was going to be silly, but no, I like this. <laughs> no. I'm so glad you're here right now. No, because I, well, you can go silly whenever you want. No, no, no. I no, like this. I'm no, staying here. And, and it, no, it's because because I'm, I I see, like, everybody, all of us. Yeah. We get so angry for the pettiest thing. We do yep. this, and, and, and you snap, and you're so worried about work, and you're doing this, and you're doing that. You're worried about everybody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, the reality is... Well, I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can't find you, you can't find others. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can I get an amen, ladies and gentlemen? Amen. Put an amen in the chat if you're feeling this right now. I, I really want, and, 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 and that 25th hour is going to help you with family. 
Absolutely. It's going to help you with your friends. It's the best thing about that is that you're going to be able to divide. You're going to be able to separate yourself. Yeah. From the people that call you themselves your friends. Yeah. And then you're going to you're going to have okay, these are my friends and my family. They're not. Yeah. Because they're not going to be a part of that 25th hour. Talk to them, man. Man, while we here at the 25th hour, I really you hit on a few things, and I found myself even doing it when you had asked me about that 25th hour. So one thing that I learned early on, and it's so funny because it ties back to the whole thing with writing your goals down. I didn't start doing my goals until I had to come to the realization. Your growth in life, true growth in life, does not occur until you get sick of your own crap. When I got sick of my own excuses of what was holding me back, of why I couldn't have certain things, is when change happened for me. Mm -hmm. When I kept trying to blame my upbringing, when I kept trying to blame my current situation or how life has been so unfair to me or how it has been, all these excuses that I kept coming up into like, I don't have enough time in my day. I don't have enough this in my life. I don't have any support. I kept coming up with these excuses that kept hindering me Mm -hmm. from pursuing the goals that I wanted in life. Mm -hmm. Once you get to a point where you realize that all the excuses that you're coming up with, all the different things that you're putting out there, the energy you're putting out there, is you doing it to yourself. You're self-sabotaging yourself coming up with all these excuses. Once you come to the realization and say, you know what? I'm sick of me talking like this. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of me acting like this. I'm sick. Nothing's changing in my life because I keep speaking into existence that I'm this way. So, like, if you go around saying, oh, I'm always broke. Guess what? You always going to be broke. Mm -hmm. If you go around talking about I'm never going to get in shape or I'm never going to have this. Guess what? You're right. (laughs) If you keep coming up with these excuses to say I'm never going to have this or I'm never going to have this house. I'm never going to be able to get out of debt. You are helping that energy stay existing in your life so what i'm saying when you get sick of your own crap and you start talking to yourself like yo rashawn you need to shut up Mm -hmm. stop with this nonsense and like come up with a plan for your life that's when growth happens all of a sudden you start finding more time in your day once you get out of the excuses or the, the you start making the time and you start making the time like for example even me pursuing these these exams right now i was like i have put this off for years, I've been working in the financial industry for close to 15 years, and I could have been got my mm-hmm. securities exams done already, but I procrastinated because I was like, I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. I got kids. I don't have enough time because I have this. I don't have enough time because I don't have time to relax. I don't have enough time because I don't have da-da-da-da. I kept coming up with these excuses, prolonging it, procrastinating. And then it was to the point where it was like, yo, I need to just do it. Like, win, lose, or draw, whether I fail a test or whether I'm not, I need to just do it. And the moment you make that switch in your mind, like, I'm now going to just do it, all of a sudden, you start finding the time. Yeah. All of a sudden, you start saying, why didn't I do this sooner? You start buckling down and you start realizing that what you want in life is greater than the the excuses that you were coming up with that was holding you absolutely, back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, man, man, we cooked today, man. Come on. Listen, take the, take man. that out the oven, man. Take that out the oven. <laughs> no, no. So, I, I told you what happened to me, right? You know, like, uh-huh. with the... Uh, the one time, did I tell you about the subway with the lady? Did I ever tell you about that? No, story? no, no. What was the subway lady? So, I talk about I, subway where they make no, you not the food. The six I, foot dude, long? That, no, 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 she didn't. That's fake food. <laughs> no, so years ago, uh-huh. and I was that person. I was exactly. I was the person that always turned around and was like, you know, something. I can't do it. Yeah, 
I gave myself every excuse. We all do it. Yeah. So I was I was working at Scholastic. Mm-hmm. I get on the I get on the subway to come home. I'm on the train. I'm standing there minding my own business like everybody else does. Here comes this lady. She taps me. She goes, "When you stop blaming your past, oof, talk to her for what's going on today. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to move forward. Mm, your great future is in front of you, not behind you." She and I was like, "Excuse me." She goes, "You need to let that go because as an adult, you need to take responsibility for what you're doing, not what they did to you." Oof, <laughs> tell Yo, you, man. That lady gets off on 14th Street. Yeah, she dropped the gym. She left. She left. And I was like, she left you like Porky Pig. And I was like, I was dumbfounded. Yeah. For six months, I tried finding that lady because everybody takes a train at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's on there, like the bus, everybody knows. Yeah. Never seen that lady ever again. Wow. But if you get me somebody that can draw, I can sketch that lady's face out. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Nah, like. Yo, we need that, man. I think we all been in that position where we all doubted ourselves or we all felt like we were we were coming up short or we all felt like we didn't, like, uh, it wasn't in us to do it. And I, I tell people all the time now, because, and like you said before, like, once you get to that level, you want to go back and help everybody who is still of that mindset. You want to get them out of that trap mindset. Yeah. So, like, I try, even on this podcast, I try to drop as many gems or as many things that I've learned throughout my life to help other people who are feeling like they're behind because I know how it is to be in that situation. Like I, we told, we said before, we've been in debt. We've been in struggle. But you know what's the one thing? No matter how far behind you think you are in life, you can always come back. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, throughout his entire childhood, he got in trouble. He, he, was, he was considered mentally unstable. Like he had, a, he had anger issues. No, it's not you, Frankie. Okay, just checking. <laughs> he, he had anger issues. He, he, was, he was considered a delinquent in school. He got busted for selling, you know, narcotics when he was younger. Um, he was just a problem child. Like he would just get, he got into fights. Huge problem. Been locked up, whole nine yards. You would think a guy like that is done for. Through some therapy and some support from family and friends, he came out and he got into the business of, someone took him in to like teach him the business of of sales. Mm-hmm. He started doing sales because he's a great conversationalist. He's great with people. He's great at, you know, socializing and so forth. He starts, you know, this little business working under this guy. And he's doing sales. And, you know, just so everybody knows, he's selling cars. So he's selling, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want everybody's like, sales. so you said he sold narcotics. <laughs> and now he's back on the block and he's doing more sales? No. Uh, he's, he's doing cars. And he started, and he started off with nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. And he started behind in life. And he had a kid on the way. Mm. Daddy wasn't with the mom anymore. Real behind. And I watched him from the sidelines Mm -hmm. rebuild his entire life again to the point that now he has drivers under him who pick up the cars. He now owns three properties. Good for him. He's now doing much better in life than anyone could ever even imagine if you knew his story from before. Like he now, him and his family, they buy homes, fix them up, sell them. He makes... His profits last year were just absurd, but it was all because, and the thing is, you would never pick a guy like him to come from with his background and everything that he's been through to end up where he's at now. We saw a talk before with Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry was sleeping on a park bench, had nowhere to go. All he had was his imagination and the thoughts of a script. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry's now a billionaire. Yes, sir. It just goes to show, it doesn't matter where you're at in life. 
You don't have to feel like you're feeling behind because it's never too late to turn your life around to attain the success that you dream of, the thing that you believe is unfathomable, that you can never be in that position. For example, me and Frankie, we started this podcast. We have no idea where this podcast is going to take us. But we now have a live stream going out yeah. <laughs> with <Everybody>. video. <laughs> and this started off as just us just shooting the crap in the in the in your basement and I mean your living room and now here we are. So it's just this is crazy, man. It starts with trying to find the twenty fifth hour. Boom. Man, dude, I feel good about this. Dude, so I'm with I didn't expect us to come here, but I'm glad we are. No, yeah, it's a nice room. Yeah. It's a nice room to be. No, I meant the conversation. No, I'm talking about the conversation. <laughs> it's nice. No, so um be when how do you find the 25th hour? Yeah, how do you find it? Okay. First thing you need to do, I don't care who you pray to. I don't care mm-hmm. how it is. Take that moment and talk to that higher being. Mm. Give yourself a conversation. It starts with that conversation. You're right. You get it. You get 15 seconds. You get the minute. You get the two and mm-hmm. so on and so on. But you need to have that behind you that being behind you whether it's a god or whatever you believe in whatever faith or whatever spirituality you want to find it yeah find it start with it yeah because you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a higher being exactly if you're still walking around today that means your life isn't over yeah i feel like in the midst of chaos there's always opportunity yeah so when your life is feeling chaotic and it's feeling overwhelming that is opportunity for you to make change because there's chaos. Everything's in flux. Yeah. This is your moment. If you're just sitting around waiting like, oh, when is it going to be my moment to get things right or put things back in order? This is your moment when everything's crazy. So like like Frankie, you said, like find that moment, find that minute or two, even before you go to bed, to even just recite to yourself, what is it that I want out of life? Yeah. What is it that I want? What What is it that makes me happy? What is it that I want to strive for? And I promise you, you start asking yourself these questions, the whether it's your, show up. they will come. Yeah, they, and they will. And you know, the crazy thing is that you, you know, people will be like, oh, how's he going to show up? Man, you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to hit the TV and the guy, the guy in the news is just going to say something that's going to trigger you. Yeah, you never know how right? it's going to hit you. Or, or, you, or you're watching friends and, and, and they say something and it's like, yeah, the messages are coming. If you're yeah. not listening, yeah. that's on you. Yep. Do yourself a favor. Find, the, find, find that hour. Yeah, man. And that's, you know, and that's been on my mind for a while that I wanted to bring on here because I really feel that this here mm-hmm. was part of my 25th hour. Heck yeah, man. We put a lot of work in this. Yeah. <laughs> I know it, it's all jokes and games, but yeah, we did. No, and it is, but this was part of my 25th hour. This is to find part of me. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't know I was going to be doing this stuff. Yeah. But it, it, it finding my 25th hour gave me the opportunity to be here today. You're right, man. Frank. And one thing I love about Frankie, y'all, y'all don't know this. So <laughs> I've been getting on Frankie like, hey, man, we should hire this person to do this. So we should find somebody to do this. Frankie's not that guy. No, I'm Frankie's not. the guy that's like, no, if I could do it myself, I'll do it myself before I go to anybody. And the one thing I learned from Frankie, and I want everybody to take this with you, never ask for a seat at the table when you could build it. Yeah. So just do your own thing. No, I, Like, you don't have to wait on anybody. And I'm learning that from Frankie, watching him. I cannot believe you got a live stream of us on video. I'm Yo, still looking I, at this and laughing. I got a live feed. We got a ticker. I okay, we have our two cameras. We have lighting. This, Yo, if y'all only knew this mad scientist in here putting this work. Yeah. And, and, and it's because, to me, to yeah. me this, is part of, this was part of my 25th hour. This is me finding me. Yeah, man. I love it. But I and and again, it's not that I'm trying to blow myself up. It's just that no, I, no. I am determined because, you know, the educational part of this, yeah, 
for me is one thing. But now I have kids, they're gonna be like, my 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 dad just did a video streaming. He don't know nothing about that. Uh-huh. You never know who's watching you so too. So you don't know. So the, here's the bottom line. If you don't put yourself out there and you're always paying for somebody else to do something, uh-huh. What do you think your kids are gonna do? They're gonna pay somebody else to do it. Exactly. I don't need that. I want them to everybody to see, look, I'm putting in my my time. I'm doing the work. But by the way, know your strengths. If you know you're not good at doing certain things, like doing something in your house, you better pay somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, yeah I'm not talking about becoming an your electrician. Look, no, look, look, don't mess with the one. Don't mess with like trying to do something in my house. Almost <laughs> cost me an arm and a leg after me trying to do something. No, no, no. Now I'm not talking about being an electrician or trying to put sight. Like I get electrocuted tomorrow. No. Well, Frankie said, do it himself. <laughs> Yo, no, not like that. Oh no. man. No, but you know, I if feel you, you though. If you no, know, I feel you. If you know you can put the time know your in, strengths. Just do it, man. Know your strengths, guys. Better yet, know your weaknesses. Ooh, yeah. Know your flaws. Yeah. yeah. Know what areas you need to develop. Mm. Yo, man, I think we cooked a lot, man. I think this is a this I'm is exhausted. A, this is a hearty show. And we went deep on the show. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I hope you guys uh stay for the full listen and uh hope this was inspiring for some of you and I hope this uh this resonated with some of you. Um because um I learned something else today. So this was great. So once again, man, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Everybody who's in the chat, you guys have been awesome today. I love the energy. I love the fact that you guys participated, was uh, well engaged throughout this whole show. I hope you guys enjoyed this live stream. Applause again, Frankie, for you with the live stream, with the video. So quick thing. We got more people in the in the... In the chat here. All right, yo, shout out some people. Give them some shout out. No, love. Thank you, everybody that was that was on here. (laughs) He's an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) See, we are idiots. We really are. We're living up. Um. uh, Thank you for all the you know all the good things here. Oh God, Frankie just. uh, No, I'm trying to hit the. (laughs) I'm trying to hit the other thing. Okay. But RJ just put the you know his his father's listening to Hello Wall. Uh, Sabri, uh, True Biz, Half Pint. Uh, so many people are here. Thank yeah. you. Say, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys. And spending spending the afternoon, especially on a Sunday. This is like the hardest thing. You know, people like, why do you re- record live on a Sunday? Like, it's the day of rest. This is when you guys kick back. This is when you could take in, prepare for the week. So we hope, especially for this week, we hope you guys took this episode in and feel recharged and feel re-energized to take on your week. You feel inspired. Go ahead and give yourself just write down one goal. Write down one goal. That's my challenge for everybody who's listening today. Write down one goal that's attainable and that you can actually track it and measure it. I don't care what it is. Say you want to lose 10 pounds in, in two months. I don't care what it is. Just write it down, whatever it is, and give yourself that goal and then stick to it. Yeah. Stick to it and then work at it and then work on other things that make you happy and other goals that you want to attain in life. And we could all build and grow together. So once again, th- guys, thank you again for the love. Thank you for listening. You guys see us on the ticker. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. You can follow us on Mixcloud. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And you guys know how to reach us. Feel free to reach out at lifelessonswithidiots at gmail.com. Once again, we're your boys, Frankie and Rashawn. Always a pleasure talking with you guys. And Frankie, let's get out of here. All right. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to actually kill the feed. We're going to kill the feed. But we're going to stay live because we want to give the people. What are we going to give them? Oh, okay. All right, yeah. So, all right. So, so now we, this this gives me an opportunity to move over. Yeah, to the control. we got. We don't want you guys to see all the behind the scenes work that Frankie got to do when he's moonwalking to yeah, his turntables. Just way too much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not oh, that talented. Man. Great energy, guys. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Coming again next week. This is episode 19. We did that. Let's get it. Yeah.
25th hour. Find it. Hey. The boys are back. So listen up. Life lessons with idiots. Till next time. Peace. Oh, man, that was great, man. Oh, that was good. Dude, I really didn't think it was going to go that deep. <laughs> God knows with the I, feed. I brought my scuba suit. <laughs> it's scuba suit. I brought my scuba steam suit. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That was a good show, man. Good show, man. Hey, man. I think we did good, man. Yo, are you killing the live stream? <laughs> During the video, while we late. <laughs> oh, God, that was fun. Yo, you crazy. I cannot believe Next time, let me get dressed. <laughs> yo, no. Nah, if I, if I I'm not get, getting dressed, I'm not getting dressed. I bright colors. <laughs> No, nah, we, we don't need a Skittle suit. We do not need a Skittle suit. 